You want to go to the bar? Yeah, I'll go to the bar. Beneath the bar. You're a fraud. Where you partying? Bartender! Yeah, I'll take another. This is Beneath the Bar, presented by TBBLC. <laughs> All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Beneath the Bar. I'm your co-host, Adam Philpott, alongside, as always, my boy, Kenzie Quinn. What up, what up? Our producer, Jason Mazzina. You. And also joined by the man behind the magic, uh, executive producer, if, if you will, Curtis Quinn of the, the Brown Bag Lunch Crew. Uh, before we dive in, we would like to make a statement. Obviously, we, we didn't produce a pod last week, and uh, we... As a team felt, given the brutal and senseless murder of George Floyd, that it would be best to kind of take the week to sit back and and listen. Um, We would like to come out and say that we stand in solidarity with all black and indigenous people of color against the systemic racism that's been plaguing this country for so long. And we acknowledge that racism has existed and we can no longer be silent in the fight. It's, It's on us to to be vocal and, and stand up as um, people and, and unite and try to make this a thing of the past. Um, so from all of us at Beneath the Bar and, and the Brown Bag Lunch Crew, um, we stand in solidarity with, with everyone that's going through this fight and we will work together to hopefully one day make this a thing of the past as it should have been a long time ago. Well said, my friend. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's just time for this country to move on from all this. I mean, everybody is equal. I'm in my mind. I mean, obviously, they're not treated that way. They deserve to be, and uh, I think you put that very well. And I, uh, I hope we can all move past past this as a country and uh, make everything right. Absolutely. It is good to be back. Um, we we have some 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 topics to get to um, after a week off. Uh, it, it certainly feels like you know, with all this, we are entering phase two, so to speak, of. Governor Baker's plan on the reopening, and you, you're starting to get a little glimpse of, you know, maybe coronavirus is turning, turning the tide, and and you know, outside dining's opening up a little bit. So you're starting to starting to feel like things are starting to change a little bit. Yeah, I mean, now you go outside, the weather's been picking up a little bit. I've been driving by uh, Good Harbor like once a day on a work day during nice days just to see what's going on. It kind of seems like everybody's kind of moved on. Then you get into town, everybody's buzzing a little bit. The outdoor dining's opened up, which is great for people. Um, I know some people really enjoy going out to eat, kind of a hobby for them. And uh, getting back to that a little bit, a little bit is awesome. Uh, people still still in the masks on, um, especially in establishments uh, inside and everything, which I think will continue for a while. But uh, it seems like the world is getting back to a little bit of normalcy in that regard. Um, I don't know how much summer and the weather has to do with that, everybody kind of getting outside, but... It is good to see. Yeah, like you said, I, I think everybody's kind of had that feeling of being, you know, cooped up for too long a little bit. Um, you know, obviously some people have stretched the guidelines a little bit, and you, it's it's tough to blame them. Obviously, I acknowledge that the virus is a very real thing, but, um, you know, you see the large crowds at the beaches and, you know, kind of the mat, the whole mass thing is – and a big part of it, too, is you, you hear conflicting reports from the people out at the top. It's like, oh, wearing a mask helps. Wearing a mask doesn't help. Um, asymptomatic carriers are spreading it. it. 
that is a rare. Like nobody really knows, and that's what makes it tough. So it's you can't. There's only so long you can keep the people cooped up like that. So. So uh, what do you what do we have for Gorton's plans so far as far as you going back to work full time or part time back in the office? Yeah. So we had a meeting a couple weeks ago um, about a, a phase kind of phase reopening. Um, there's a group of about 25 people that went back last week, um, and in a week or so they'll bring back another another group of people and kind of take it slowly here um they're putting no pressure on you to have to go back you know if you don't feel comfortable or if you if you rather work at home for now you can definitely do that um so they're kind of taking the phased approach which which is good um getting yeah, people so back acclimated yeah. go ahead no go go into you that's my fault oh i, I mean for me it's I'm, I'm comfortable working from home i have no problem going in the office either but i mean for for these parents that you know are dealing with their kids at home, they probably want to get back to the office a little bit. It's like I got to get out of this house. For me, I, you know, I have no kids. It's not, it's no biggie to me. I'll sit home all day. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, so uh, when this first started and I started working from home, I hated it. I would have rather been at my desk. I was comfortable at my desk, comfortable going to work. But I feel like I've got pretty good at the work from home thing. And uh, now that sports might be coming back, like I watched about two hours of golf today while I was working, the golf that came back on. And it was awesome just to have sports on. And that's something, especially when, like, a big day comes, like it's uh, the U.S. Open or something, the Master starts, you got March Madness. And I'm always stuck in the office not being able to watch everything. We don't have a TV with cable or anything. So in that regard, just being able to kind of kick back, still do my work, but have that factor of being at home. And I can, I mean, make a sandwich whenever I want, just sit here watch a little TV. It's kind of awesome. And uh, the midday, I've come to love the 12 o'clock noon shower as well. <laughs> day shower in there, spice it up. But uh, I know, Jay, you've been going back in like, you go twice a week now? Three times a week. And like Kenzie said, midday shower. He's showering more now than before. It's crazy. <laughs> He's showering friggin' eight times a week. But yeah, I've been going back. It's the worst. I don't care why we even have to go back. Like, I can do my job from home. Let me, I wake up five minutes before I have to work. I roll over, sign in, and I start working. Yeah, that'll definitely be a topic that's discussed, as I think a lot of companies, are, people are going to find that they can be just as productive from home. So, you know, you have a long commute or, you know, other tasks you got to take care of. Like, why would I need to travel to the office? Or So that'll definitely be something to monitor going, going forward. Also taking comes at home. Is just the best. I got that's so good. Yeah. I gotta put Kenzie's over under as like normal showering routine at like three and a half, probably prior to this <laughs> statement. Change. I would say you're right. I would say three Vegas would hammer the No Vegas bullshit. Good. That was that was when I was living home, absolutely. I I started to ramp it up a little bit. But uh no, I mean I've noticed I use way more clothes now that I'm working from home too. I do laundry more out. I mean, because Monday through Friday, I was in my work clothes, like, and I hand those off, and I hand those off to my mother to wash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, what a good mom you have. Yeah, she's electric. a little foreshadowing. Yeah, a little bit. But um, <laughs> no, I mean the best part about working. You haven't home, recycled said, like shorts or anything during the days. No, I, I mean absolutely, but as far as like shirts and my body smelling and shit and just doing more laundry, I think I've done more. Adam, I'm with you. I've been catching myself wearing the same sweatshorts in a sweatshirt 
three days in a row. I mean, they'll scour every day, but they're back on. No I'm one. Okay. I'm no okay. one no t-shirt. Give them a quick sniff. If nothing's funky, <laughs> I mean, you've been telling me how much you've smelled during this quarantine, though, so I worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, no, I mean, Jay's yeah, right, though. Just wait, being able to wake up and just legit flip a laptop open. I work six hours of the day butt naked in bed, and it's incredible. Yeah. That's a big part of being able to kind of man your own throne, as Jay Bird alluded to, like the the peace of mind to be able to handle your business on your own porcelain throne is unparalleled. I've, I've always thought, too, the people that have to, uh, previous to the virus and everything, have to do webcam meetings. And I don't know if they were all joking about just sitting there with no pants on and like a nice shirt, but I've been ripping the nice shirt and no pants during my meetings once that's a week. That's classic. I, I love that that's a thing. You see it now more than ever because like, <laughs> you always wonder, like, are those guys really dressed up at home? But now you like you come out with the side shots and they're just chilling with some gym you shorts just, on underneath. You just got to make sure you got to make sure you sign off before you stand up. From the yeah. There's been a couple viral videos where people haven't signed off, and there's been some nefarious <laughs> things going on. There's also been one I saw. I forget who it is. Fuck. Um, his camera was angled in a way that, like, it caught his waistline, so you could see that, like, he just had some shorts on, and he just, like, his untucked button down in his dumpy body. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's what it's all about, though. <laughs> I don't know if anybody had anything to add to that. Yeah, that's good. I kind of like it. Yeah, that's beautiful. No, yeah, we were just, uh, I was catching up on this MLB draft a little bit, which hasn't been a bad watch. Um, and speaking of the MLB, the, I, I've been loving these 30 for 30s they've been pumping out, although I wasn't too keen on the last one, um, Be Water. But this one, Long Gone Summer, 30 for 30, coming out Sunday um, with the Maguire Sosa home run chase um it looks awesome um there's no doubt it was a a great period for the sport i was a little too young to really comment on it but from all the highlights i've seen and just kind of knowing the background of it i'm excited to tune in and watch kind of get a behind the scenes look on it absolutely so i i was what i was about six seven eight years old when this was all taking place i remember them going at it a little bit I mean, it's not like if I was 14 and I could remember most everything that was happening, but you can remember like the the broken highlights and the pixelated cameras of them just absolutely dwarfing stadiums back in the day. And mm -hmm. McGuire, it, the swing wasn't like fluid or anything. It was like he was muscling the ball out of everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely shredding through uniforms. Him and Conseco in the A's uniforms, unreal. But um, then you got Sosa. He does the trot when he goes deep. Um I wonder if – I don't remember the year, but if they're going to touch on when he got caught with the corked bat too. That was a big thing when he broke the bat. I thought about that, yeah. Yeah, it was straight up cork. Kind of fraudulent. Uh, it was. It was most certainly – I think – I don't – You never – that was – I mean, that's looked down upon a little bit, but I'd kind of put that on par with steroids almost. I, and I'm on, I'm on record saying – was. Bonds and them should be in the Hall of Fame. Starroid ever was absolutely incredible entertainment. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think I, I could be totally wrong on this. Was that not the year the Home Run Derby was at Fenway Park and they were just yeah. lighting it up? Yep, 98, Pedro. 99, 99. Pedro struck out, the, struck out five of the first six batters. 
I think yeah. the only guy the one, I need to strike out was the home run chase. Or he, year after. I, uh, it, I don't know. Was McGuire a Cardinal at that point? That's close. It's, it's one of those three years right there for sure. Yeah, that'll be cool to see. If, if that was the same year, that'll be cool to see how they kind of work that into the segment a little bit. Yeah. What, what an all-star game that was. That was before the uh, the Green Monster seats. You just had the net and the Coke yeah. bottle up there, rolling out Teddy Ball game. Uh, Pedro absolutely dicing. If you go back and look at the first six people that he diced up, unbelievable careers, and his stuff was just out of this world. The drop on all his pitches, he just bullied people. Yeah, he, he was just had some sick bird stuff, and like the movement on those pitches was insane. Um, obviously I think, uh, I think they're going to have Maguire and Sosa on to talk about it, too. I'm kind of interested in seeing uh, Sa- how, how Sammy looks after these years, after the skin bleaching and everything yeah, as an that? older guy. What is that? I remember that. Seeing a picture online, he's like... He went full, Michael like, Jackson. Albano, Michael Jackson-ish. I don't know if they put a little hue back in him or what, but... Uh, it's kind of unreal. Yeah, I'm interested to see them talk about it. I mean, I feel like Maguire's probably still shredded. Like, he could be in the WWE or something, but... Yeah. Didn't they say that, that pretty much saved baseball? Because the strike was a couple yeah. years before. Yep. And people, yeah. were, people were not watching That's baseball. That's a great and, thing, Kenny. You don't really... Maguire never really made any post-career, like, notable actions. I don't know if he's even still, like, coaching in the game or something, but, like, he, he would have had, like, the personality at least to, like, I guess the WWE route, like, Gronk or something, or just, like, use his fucking massive stature and who he was to kind of I, play into a second career. I picture him coming out j- dressed just like Stone Cold. With the cutoff right. jean shorts and the 316 shirt on, just smashing beers. Over his head. Sean Doan and beers. Curdy, do you remember um, one of the best bats we ever had as a kid was a Maguire bat? It was that that blue plastic, and they had the uh, the, yeah, the, the foam in the bat. middle. And oh, you yeah. hit absolute tanks with tennis balls. Had, absolute. had absolute bombs off that thing, although I got screwed by the Tory Hunter tree, and I had to go opposite field every time because of our driveway. <laughs> What a what a great segment that could be is the different variations of wiffle ball bats over the years or any sports recreational ball. I love that for a future party. Put that one in the back pocket. Nobody take it if you're listening. We'll come after you. And you'll be on the broadcast in no time. (laughs) Speaking of frauds. How about those freaking those other guys who claim to be a sports podcast? Sports about to come back and they go into a little hiatus. Oh yeah, that was a weird one. Um, what's their name? I don't know. That's why I didn't even bring them up in the broadcast. That's, <laughs> that's in Sports Desk Plus. <laughs> yeah, Tom Karen's running the show over there. <laughs> TC. Uh, but before we uh, end this here, to touch, I was so juiced watching the draft last night. I missed the first pick coming home, but I don't know why. I'm not usually huge on the MLB draft just because it's, I mean, there's usually a ton of stuff going on sports-wise. But I was locked in last night trying to learn on the guys getting picked. And I thought Kyle Peterson did a great job as well as the guy who uh, had the power rankings. And then I'm, I'm going to, I could potentially get ripped for this. But I cannot stand when they cut to Jessica Mendoza. I can't fucking stand her on on MLB Tonight and all this stuff. I mean, she did softball. She 
I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna get ripped for this, but she's brutal to watch, and it made me upset every time she came on last night. And I feel like the Sox gave a little bit of a Belichickian pick. Uh, there was a couple names out there that people thought they might take, a couple big arms, and they ended up taking a second baseman who I think people thought they could have got mid-second round, actually. Their second-round pick got swiped because of uh, what they got punished for, so I guess I wanted to get their guy, but that's that. Yeah, I think it was interesting. This is the first time I've really ever tuned into the draft, and it's different than football and basketball in the sense that you don't, you're not really hearing the names of all the big name guys at the top of the draft guys, because baseball is not as advertised. Um, you don't see a ton of it on TV. It's so like, you don't really get to know the names and the faces. And obviously the amateur aspect of it, especially in high school is just so much different where, you know, you have guys coming right out of high school. Um, but it's just cool to, to hear, you know, these guys talk about us. Like you said, Kyle Peterson has been unreal. And this Kylie dude seems like a genius. <laughs> I was listening to something today. So, is that the baseball draft, is it, like, different? Like, you don't pick – like, they're not picking at the sixth pick the sixth best player. It's, like – it's it different. It's like, they're trying to save money at some positions. Yeah. That it, a lot of it depends stuff. on the money and how comfortable yeah, you feel about crazy. signing the guy. Well, the, so, what I was hearing was because the Sox don't have a second-round pick. They were going to go on the cheaper end on their first round and then save some money towards the third and fourth round so they could kind of splurge guys back there and pay them right. a little bit but um i also saw they were talking about last night since in like the past five six seven years um the latest the high school kids gotten picked and i was the first high school kid went seventh or eighth last night and i was very surprised by that to see that it's just normal i mean i know some high i mean bryce in high school got picked one and everything but um i think the Latest, the last time that someone's been picked that late was Kershaw, and I mean they they got a pretty they got pretty good value up besides not being able to win a playoff. The, the coolest story I heard tonight, just watching the draft, uh, they had Walker Bueller on, and he was like, "Yeah, we the draft was first round of the draft was the night of the regionals. We won regionals. Dansby Swanson with the Braves gets drafted first overall yeah. as he's interviewing yeah. on the field. Then they go back on the bus." Fulmer gets drafted by the Tiger. I believe it was Fulmer gets drafted by the Tigers on the bus. They get back to the hotel. Walker Bueller gets drafted by the Dodgers. It was like first overall pick, 15th and 24th. The Mad Dude, they must have been going absolutely bananas. It is, biz. I want last thing I'll touch on is I was watching the 2006 College World Series, Oregon State, UNC. Oregon State pulled it out, great game, but UNC's starter in that game was Daniel Bard who went about yeah. seven, throw through 100 for the Sox, never really found it. And I actually think he's trying to make a comeback as of a couple months ago. But then they had Andrew Miller coming out of the pen. Jesus, talk about... As well as... Led the nation in walks. As well as... <laughs> as well as one more big name. They, they didn't get it done. I mean, they had a loaded pitching staff with MLB talent. The Oregon State... Beavers. Beavers. <laughs> All right, that's probably a good, as good a time as any to parlay it into our weekly most heralded segment that is known as the Fraudcast. You think she's a fraud? I think everyone's a fraud. Y'all know what it is, the Fraudcast. We posted it on, on Instagram today. 
We want to hear your opinions. Keep chiming in. We all, the boys all have theirs. Um, so let's get right into it. Who's feeling froggy? Wait, what's that hat you're wearing, Adam, real quick? Ooh, you Ooh. want to do a quick shout out to our sponsors here. This is a very comfortable um, flex fit hat, Velcro backed by none other than Eiffel's Fitness. <laughs> Eiffel's up the curve. Um, follow them on all social media platforms. Live event coming soon. Giving away the uh, Apple Watch. The Apple Watch as well. I think Tune next in. week. Tune in, follow, share, plug them. Great guy. Great brand. Eiffel's Apparel. Do we, uh, you wanna, do we have a, a fan submission this week that was worth reading? We didn't have any... Uh... Nothing good? All right. Yeah, this one's good. Don't say it, though. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll start it off. I'm pretty. I'm You're pretty, naughty. Uh, I'm pretty skeptical about going at this person right here because she could take me off whenever she wanted to. But uh, I'm gonna call out my mother for being a fraud. Uh, greatest woman on planet Earth. Will do whatever she, I'd ever need her for. She uh, did everything for me growing up. But uh, sometimes I'll I'll head over to parents' house, have a little dinner with the parents, check in and everything. And seven o'clock comes on, me and mom sit down on the couch, we've ripped Wheel of Fortune. And I've never sat and played Wheel of Fortune. I mean, granted, I've probably played Wheel of Fortune with about 12 people, but mom, far and away, best one I've ever sat down with today. I mean, the first two quick picks, no, no hints, they just pop letters up, bam, about 10 seconds before the contestants. She ended up going five for seven, beating everybody. I mean, that's a big payday on Wheel of Fortune. And I always beg her, I'm like, Mom, what do you think about us submitting you, like you on TV, ripping Wheel of Fortune, maybe a little mother-son one? And she goes, no, no, I couldn't do it whenever, uh, if you know Wheel of Fortune, they got the bankrupt sticker. And if you roll and you hit it, you bankrupt, you lose all your money. And she, every time somebody hits it, she has a counter. She'll count throughout the game and she starts fucking cussing at the TV. <laughs> there's it is again, fucking bankrupt. Take that thing off the wheel. And I'm like, Ma, Ma, what? Like, it's part of the game. She's like, fuck that. I'm like, what do you think we put you on? She goes, no, because if I if I got bankrupt, I'd tell Pat Jajak to go fuck himself. And give him That's the content people need. That'd be all time. <laughs> and and she's a fraud because if she would never in 100 years do that. If you know my mother, Swedish woman. If you see her in public, I mean, she'd cuss me over in any second. And behind closed doors, she might be a little cutthroat. But uh, I think she'd be great on Wheel of Fortune. And that's her. That's her. Own. I think she might just be a little camera shy. Who knows? Does she think it's rigged that, like, so many times? Uh, I think the bank yeah, she does. She, that's where Cardi gets it from. She, she does. <laughs> she does. But she definitely thinks there's like a motor in her someone who got that like stops. There's a little troll. Yeah, right. Ripping it. But uh, that's funny. I I have to 100% disagree with her because there's some people who won't even spin the thing a full time, and right. lands on bankrupt. That you know, should that's, be uh, that's price is right. <laughs> that should be a rule. Like you have to get a full revolution of the wheel. You can't half-ass it to be afraid of the. Uh, bankruptcy card i mean it's it's worse on the bankruptcy I, I think you have to get a full wheel to get a fair spin but if you ever watch price is right shout out drew carey bob barker you have to get a full spin on to do anything in the, uh, the final have they updated the prizes a little bit so it's not like oh you've won an rv trip to go salmon fishing and no, all they're <laughs> they've been sick our whole life i remember they have not dude they've every been sick so day i would go to papa and grandma Vizina's and we would watch that and i would have cheerios with the banana and a grilled cheese, but dude, they gave away good prizes. They oh, gave you wanted a deluxe camper. <laughs> cars. 
I mean, that Price is Right's pretty unbelievable, especially with Bob Barker back in the day. I'm not, I'm not a big skinny Drew Carey fan, but when you, it's like you're staying home, you're staying home sick from school. You you get your two episodes of Jerry Springer and Maury in, and then Price is Right is on, and that that theme song, dun, 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 yeah. Yeah. and everybody's so fired up, it's unreal. <laughs> you're gonna watch your three straight episodes of the same Sports Center right into Price is Right. <laughs> Boys, put let back pocket this one. Another good segment. We'll touch it up. We'll touch Sick it. Yeah, yeah. Sick wow. Day. Flip that right back pocket. Jay Bird, who you got? No, you go next. You go next. He's gonna finish us. Finish. Oh, okay, okay. My fraud of the week. It was I was tuning in last couple days ago. One of my favorite movies of all time, and I realized that Seabass um, can't who. I'll preface by saying, because you a couple hockey guys on the podcast, Cam Neely, who whose cameo is Seabass in the Dumb and Dumber series. Um, Kick his ass, Seabass. I'm not saying Cam Neely's a fraud. I'm saying his cameo of Seabass is the ultimate fraud. Here's why. They go into the di- Harry and Lloyd go into the diner. They jeer Seabass a little bit, and he gets all pissed. Now, he, they come off. Neely's this macho guy, and they're like, kick his ass, Seabass. And all Seabass can do is huck his dip spit into the burger. Come on. And then, it get, then so they meet again. They're at the gas station. Harry and Lloyd are making their way to Aspen. And Lloyd's taking a whiz. Harry is at, pumping gas into the poodle, or whatever it is, the shepherd dog. And he's shooting the breeze with some filly who's pumping gas next to him. So they get to shooting, and he starts leaking gas on his foot. And she lights a butt, and it catches Harry on fire while he's trying to spit a little game to her. While that's all going on, Seabass is at the same gas station, goes into the into the john and finds Lloyd. So he sees him in the stall. He's like, "All right, it's on." And Lloyd kind of crumbles down beneath the toilet. He's like, "Oh, what's I'm gonna get pummeled." <laughs> Harry, Harry disses the chick a little bit. Because his leg's on fire, and they're shooting the breeze, and he's just like, cut to the chase, just give me the number. And she's like, I'm not falling for one of these assholes again. So she speeds off. He's got to put the leg out. This is a lot of context. A lot of context here. (laughs) He sprints in. He's knocking on the fucking doors, trying to get his leg off to get unfired. To not be on fire anymore. Uh, Yeah, sure, because... And he swings the door open and knocks Seabass out, and he crumbles like a lawn chair. Puts his foot out, he grabs Lloyd, and they hightail it out of there. So you think? So you're saying that Seabass is fraudulent because he's not as tough as he's supposed to be? Exactly, that's fraudulent. So instead, but the, the kicker instead that of, a lot of people know is in Dumb and Dumber Two, not Two, but T O. If you wait till the credits, Harry and Lloyd are hightailing it. In the credits on that Zamboni, Mr. Pants Strip Club, their motto, no high sticking, boys. <laughs> no high sticking. And they're drinking milkshakes, and they dump them on this trailer. Well, who's driving the 18-wheeler? Seabass. <laughs> That's milkshake, and then tries to speed up to him, and it cuts to the credits. So, so. like, I, what, what would you rather him do than spit the loot? Like, you wanted him taking them by the, the ass of their trousers and throwing them across that counter, right? That's what I wanted to see, yeah. Kick his ass, Seabass. I, I have a question. How do, you, how do you phonetically spell? Is it C hyphen bass? No, it's like S-E-A. the animal. Like, 
like sea bass, S E A bass. Cam spell with the C. You know, you never know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it could be. A, <laughs> it could, yeah. I guess uh, I don't know his name. Could be right. Christian right. Bass. All right, I'm gonna go with my fraud of the week. Lance Bass. My fraud of the week. Uh, first time golfing at Bass Rocks. A little more difficult course than what I play. A lot of time spent in the woods. I'm not going to tell you my score. It wasn't great, but I got poison ivy for the first time. I thought I just cut my leg. Uh, on Thursday, I woke up Sunday. It was everywhere. Head to toe, full poison ivy. I bought about 10 creams. I went to the doctor. I'm on steroids. I've been in the ocean every day. I'm taking a bath in fucking Chessie Hill's second floor. It's disgusting. I try to clean it. It's still gross. But my fraud of the week is anti-itch poison ivy creams. I bought in Benadryl. I bought in Cortisone. The Calamine Motion, they all say itch relief, and none of them have worked. I don't know if I'm just, like, immune from it, but they're all frauds. You're definitely not a, uh, immune from the lotion, maybe. Here's the <laughs> yeah, not from the poison ivy. I sent out some pictures. Not you got that thing barking up the old Frank and beans. <laughs> It's, I've held off a wall. There must be like a force field right around my privates because it's so close. And you and know my, he's touching them. Oh, no, but like my balls are touching my thighs and it's on my thighs and I just haven't gotten it. Uh, knock on wood. But it's crazy. But going off on that, we talked about what do you think is kind of the worst, most uncomfortable feelings to have? I was thinking physical. I don't know what you guys were thinking. Like no, I mean yeah, that's fine. No, I, I was thinking all physical. I was thinking like being wet, like knowing you're like at a water park or something, or like a, a barbecue and you go down like a slide and you're wet and you're like shit, I don't want to be wet anymore. Yeah. Like I have shorts on and undies, and like yeah. you can't dry, you get goshi scrada. <laughs> I hate that feeling. To parlay off the wetness, <laughs> one of my most uncomfortable feelings of all time is if you get in the shower and then like you have the, the shit's coming on you oh, have, and you have to sit on the toilet wet it's not great it's not it great at all yeah. oh my god it's just it's a bad feeling you kind of got to strap your, yeah. you need a seat belt strap yourself in make sure you're not slip sliding around you want to lose i can't no i can't take that and then oh i can't you don't even get into the wiping not a just bad feeling yeah all. good call dude wiping with a wet ass yeah, it gets, like, stuck. But at least you get the shower to clean up. Like, suicide mission. <laughs> Anything you got, Adam? Yeah. But, dude, one of the things I cannot stand is, like, if my socks are bunched up by the toes, like, <laughs> have worse. them smoothed out completely. Like, I can't play any sports game with my socks all crunkly and bunched oh. up at all. Or, like, anything. It's like if I if I do the old extension with the pinky toe, you all know what I'm talking about. Just extend out, and I feel a bump in there. It's I got to take off my cleat, and we're we're doing the whole thing over. I mean, I have so many uncomfortable feelings. We can itchy, get into itchy right throat. Now. Itchy throat's bad. Have you ever had an itchy throat that you just can't scratch? Or itchy bum, not good. You know what they say? <laughs> Wake up with a smelly finger. Itchy bum. Did you have one? Yeah, I mean, just cutting your toenails or fingernails too short is all time bad. You, that's like a good two to three days of just your hands or feet are uncomfortable. And it's sad to say, like I do it so often. 
Like, what am I doing? Oh, I just bite them. I'm getting good. No, yeah. toes. Toes. Yeah, I oh. toes. I, got, I toes did one stuff. so short, I got the ingrown the next time because it grew all funky. Oh. I mean, I, I have so, like, water in your ear, terrible. Oh, terrible. Stuff, stuffy nose, brutal, because then you wake up. If you go to bed, you can't breathe through your nose. You wake up, your mouth's dry, then fucking... Imagine being one of those people who can't breathe out of their nose. Yeah, great. Like, Anthony Pozo, my buddy Anthony. <sighs> I mean, chafe, chafe's all-time bad. Chafe, I've, I've never got worse chafe in my entire life than, shout out, Six Spruce Road, the boozy pole. Yeah. When we have the tops going down, we got a ton of uh, dish soap and everybody, everybody's digging it. Best day. Unbelievable activity. We had a bad concussion. Cops came once. But I get in the shower that night and it was like somebody fucking burnt the freaking skin off my balls, dude. I was dying. No, no. Uh, I, the pee, the soap got in my... We yeah, killed nice. that day. Yeah. Also, speaking of injuries, there Santo tore his ACL on the slack line in yep. Norma's backyard that day. Also, that's what you get for not being athletic. That's a bad. That's gonna be. A that's tough. what you get for going up on a slack line. Yeah. I, the moment I saw those things, not me. Last one I'll touch on, um, and this isn't my body uncomfortable. This is more uncomfortable in crowds. Is Getting a woody at your desk at school or, get, <laughs> or getting a woody at your desk at work. God forbid you got to go. God forbid, like, you got to go get something from the printer and there's, like, a birthday party going on in the lobby or something. You got to do the quick talk or just, <laughs> or just hope somebody doesn't see you tenting around. The boss office. calls you, hey, Ken, can I see you in my uh, office? Yeah, it's a waistline talking. <laughs> sitting in a meeting. Give me a minute and you, you just got to beat it down. <laughs> Itchy balls is a bad feeling, too. I guess shower. Pleated pants, I guess, would be the key. <laughs> Pleated pants, yeah. I will take this time to shout out our other sponsor, Neptune's Harvest. How are you? Down the fort in Gloucester, Mass. Anything you need fertilizer-wise, I personally don't know what fertilizer is used for besides anything in the friggin' planting business. Big-ass pumpkins, big-ass results. Tom Malloy, Neptune's Harvest. That's a great fucking slogan. Big ass pumpkins, big ass results. Love it. Great. We'd also be remiss if we hey. podcast without using the word remiss. But we'd also be remiss to not give a shout out to Pat Goss for putting together um, our new official Beneath the Bar um, kind of intro there. Pat uh, Goss, Pat from last year, baby. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're going to reimburse you. Reimburse nuts. It's just inverse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, compensate. Compensate. That's what I was looking for. Is it just inverse? Pat, Pat Goss, all-time guy, Eat great that. family, Delete. great lifeguard. I got a Kurt. Correct me if I'm wrong. Pat Goss, best skier to ever do tricks at UMass Amherst. Yeah, multiple titles. So I'd say so. He's probably got like three titles from that UMass ski competition. Wow. Handsome ass kid, good dude. We appreciate it, Patrick. Another segment in the books. Thanks for tuning in. If, if you're listening and been faithful, we appreciate it. Keep liking, sharing, uh, spread the word, and uh, we'll keep coming with the content. Yeah, boys. There you go. Patrick, have. take us out. <laughs> you want to go to the bar? Yeah, I'll go to the bar. Beneath the bar. Yeah, I'll take another. Bartender. You're a fraud. This is Beneath the Bar. Presented by T-double-B-L-C.